How do you help your child expand their language? Whether there's a delay, whether there's a second language, or whether your child is developing normally and you just want to expand their abilities, here's how. First, here's a review to share. Lisa Stitt wrote step-by-step -step connections and gives five stars. She writes, I love the step-by-step -step description of how to interact with a one-year-old and a book and how to connect that book to the child's concrete world. Thank you, Lisa. If you loved that book, I think you're going to also love today's episode because we're talking about how we expand language through the use of literature. And I just picked another common book. So any of you that learned from that book, and that was a popular episode, you will like this one too. Are you tired of repeating yourself with your children and wonder why they don't listen? Are you frustrated that your kids argue, whine, or debate with you? Are you afraid you're doing the wrong thing, but you're not sure what to do? Hey mamas, you don't need to stay overwhelmed and exhausted. My name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush, mom, grandma, and speech language pathologist of over 25 years. In this podcast, you will find solutions to get your kids to listen better, understand the clear communication, and the boundaries that benefit kids and all while enhancing your relationships. So if you are ready to build deep, meaningful connection and create a more peaceful, productive, and happy home, listen in. Let's interrupt the way you've been parenting so that you can become the parent you want to be. It's playtime, let's go. Welcome to the podcast, The Language of Play. Today's topic is expressive language. I want to give you a few tips on how it is that you can expand your child's expressive language skills. One of my favorite ways to expand expressive language, and I think it's one of the easiest for parents also, is to use literature. One of my favorite books is the Critter series, and that would be Mercer Mayer's Critter series. I love this series because they use everyday experiences in many, many capacities. So as I'm talking to you today, I have one of the Critter books in front of me. It is Where is My Frog? Now this is a lift the flap book, so it is meant for a younger child. However, I'm always sensitive to the idea that you've got older children together with younger children, and how is it that we can take care of all of our children at the same time because most of us are not the parent to only one child and that juggle between how do I handle developing my older child and my younger child at the same time is always a tricky thing. So I'm taking a younger child book and I will show you how you can also use it with older children. When we are showing the children that are younger and we are reading some of the words. We are saying, where did frog go? And we allow that younger child to lift the flap to look for the frog. And we say, no, and the child says, no. Now, if you are trying to expand the language, then you're going to say, no frog, and have your child copy, no frog. And if you are already at, no frog, and you want to expand that language more, you're going to say, no frog in basket. And the child says, no frog in basket. 
because the picture happened to be a basket. And maybe you're at that level and you want to expand from there. You're going to use the correct grammar and you're going to say, the frog is not in the basket. And the child will try to copy, the frog is not in the basket. This is the method that we use as we are speech therapists to get our children to expand from of one or two words, so one word to two words, two words to more words, getting your child to not just say the noun and verb, but rather to get all the richness of the adjectives and then the grammatical structures of using also the articles like a, uh, an, and the, and to use negation like not and didn't and past tense and future tense. So first, we will name what it is that is your basic noun and verb. So let me flip to a different page in the book that I'm looking at. And the picture that I see is, is the dad and critter and mouse and dog, they're peeking in the grasses. And they're laying on the floor, laying on the ground, and they're looking in the grasses to see, is the frog behind the grass? Now you say, is the frog behind the grass? And your child of any age can open the flap and then they say, no. And you can expand that just as I talked about in the last example with the basket. But here is another way. You can also use a book like this to talk about the emotions and the feelings in the book. Maybe that's the area that you want to use expansion. So any book that you pick can be used for any topic. And it doesn't matter if you are structured all the way through on the same topic, like we're going to talk about emotions in this book only. That's not necessary. The structure that is necessary if you are wanting your child to get it is, for example, if you are wanting them to say no, or no frog here, or the frog isn't in the grass, and you give the sentence structure. So whatever level your child is at, one word, two word, phrase, or sentence. Write down the sentence, the phrase, the two words, whatever it is that you want to focus on. And that's what you try to give a perfect example to your child so that they copy you. And perfect means one step up from where they're at right now. So looking at this page, I might say to my child, Look at the eyes on that frog. He looks mad. Can you say he's mad? And the child will say mad and say, he looks angry. And the child will say angry. And maybe your older child can say, he's angry because he was surprised. And maybe your older child didn't have any struggle with that one. And that's great because now your older child gives your younger child an example and you can still work in the same book. You can stay on the same page for a little bit longer and say, what is dad thinking? And then you direct their attention to the facial expression of the dad, where he's got this curiosity, wondering type of face. And we say, what might he be thinking? Now your child that doesn't have as much language might be silent. Maybe your child that has a couple words might say, I don't know. And maybe your child will mimic 
by putting their fingers by the dad by their own mouth in copying the dad's expression or appearance and then you say yes that's right because we want to acknowledge that the physical motion that our children have to express themselves really is expressive language but of course what we're wanting to improve is the verbal portion of their expressive language so then you say hmm I think dad is wondering say wondering the child says wondering and then we ask what is dad wondering hmm dad says is frog hiding in the grass and then probably when you ask a question children won't repeat a question they simply answer the question as if you had asked them so don't feel bad if they don't repeat the question i gave you a whole lot of information and I'm going to repeat same thing flipping the page so that you get another example of how to do it here we have a picture of dad fishing and critter looking up in the tree and he critter has the wondering face now in the background we have fox mouse dog and turtle you can flip the page and say is frog up in the tree and the kids will flip the the page open and they say no it's an owl or they might say no no frog or they might just say no or they might just shake their head all of those things are okay remember your goal is to expand their language one step beyond where they are right now so if they say one word you're going to say back two words if they say two words you're going to expand it by another word if they say a sentence you're going to give them the same sentence but with maybe an adjective added or with better grammar you're going to take where they're at right now and repeat to them what they say with one more expansion of what it is that they said so let's say you have a little one and you're going to stop on this page and you're going to say what do I see on the page? And you're going to point to the various animals and you say fox and they say fox. So you say, yes, it's a red fox. You point to the mouse and they say mouse. You say, yes, I see a gray mouse. He has his finger in his mouth. I say, what's this? And I point to the dog. Child says puppy and you say, yes, it is a brown and white puppy. He's sniffing the turtle. And you say, what's this? And they say, turtle. And you say, yes, he's a turtle. His head is in the shell. Now, what I just did was I gave pictures to the child that they had been repeating all through the book. We talk about fox, mouse, dog, and turtle over and over in the book so you have given them inputs over and over of these four vocabulary words then when you get to this page and you're going to ask them and they answer in those words that you have taught them throughout the book or even if you didn't teach them in this book and they knew those words you always affirm the kiddos yes that's right and then you can add to it the way i did by saying it's a red fox so at that point i added one word with mouse, I said, yes, it is a mouse. 
he has his finger in his mouth, so I gave more information. I did not require the child to repeat all of my added information. So there's two parts to this. The main and real important part is that input, that you give consistent input, input, input to the child so they hear what it is that their target is. And then the output is what the child repeats. Now repeating is hard work for kiddos that are language delayed and may or may not be hard for kiddos that you're just wanting to expand their language. But either way, the input of that language, whether they're dual language learning or language delayed or learning language in the typical fashion, the input of good examples of the next step beyond where they are gives them the target where they're going. So enjoy your books and talk your way through them. We talked about Mercer Mayer's book, Little Critter, Where is My Frog? But we only talked about three pages. Another thing I want to leave you with is that when you are talking through the book, it is not important to read the book. We're talking through the book. We're talking about the pictures. That's where expressive language is coming from. And that's why books are an unending resource, especially picture books. You can talk about what it is that you see. You can relate it to your real world. You can expand it by just a little bit and have the child attempt to copy you. And then later on in the book, after they've done a number of attempts and you see their attempts slowing down, they're getting tired. So you just let them input. All right. So in summary, here's what it is that you're doing, parents. You're taking where your child is at right now. If they're at one word, you're going to repeat two words to them, but always affirm them. If they're at two words, you're going to repeat a phrase to them after you affirm them. If they're at a phrase, you're going to repeat a good example of a sentence to them after you affirm them. You're going to enjoy the process and enjoy that they are learning this expansion of their language by your input, your example of where it is that they are going next in their language. I hope this made sense to you. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at hello at the language of that you will find in the show notes below. And let me know what you think. I would love to hear how it works when you implement and if there's something I need to explain further and more specifically. Remember, mamas, when you get behind the eyes of a child, you can speak in a way their brains understand. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you feel hopeful and want to hear more, please share this podcast with other parents that might want the same. I would be so appreciative if you would rate and review. You can also connect with me through the email found below. Thank you.